0: looked at this subject about eight months ago and we uh, only went through a couple of three points but uh, I think church growth is on the minds of most people and the way this situation is. But anyway, our title is uh, Keys to Building Up the Church, Part 2. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book Ephesians as we look at this uh, blessed subject. Uh, I, I love to teach, I love to talk about it. But in Ephesians Chapter 4, beginning with verse 11, writing to the church at asked this, said that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and throw, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, turning trapped in this whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, was this the head, even Christ, verse 16, from whence the whole body fitted, joined together and compact by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, making increase of the body and unto the edifying itself in love. The church has Many purposes, but uh, the church is where we grow in faith and knowledge so that we can be missionaries wherever we are. If there is one thing God wants, it is for the church to grow. Seven times in this passage is the ideal of advancement, equipment, building, attaining, maturity, growth twice, building, perfecting, edifying, come perfect, grow up, increase. And the reason this church or any church it's not grown. It's not because we're living in the last days. All you have to do is go back and search history. The shape of this country, the shape of this country a year from now, you won't recognize it as far as I believe. But when things get tough, Churches in the history grew closer to the Lord. So if we're going to look at facts or we're going to look at history, and I believe that uh, for us to grow, we got to look back and see where we came from. Things are not good. Uh, it's the simple things that, maybe nobody but the pastor looks at. But uh, when we were down on 2nd Street and we were called Calvary Baptist Temple, I was your pastor, and we had young people, and they all sat on the front row. And every pastor that came in marveled at that. It could be because the building was smaller. It could be a lot of things. But whether or not the church is built depends on us. And I, I don't say we're living in the last days, because living in the last days, the world will be worse. The church ought to be stronger. But it's not. It's not. Some of you know, the rest of you will know after I say this. Pastor Paul Jackson passed away. He's been down to Georgia for many years as long as I've been here. And I got several calls from Landmark yesterday and from several preachers. The man has not even, at the time, had even been embalmed. I know that the people love you and have a lot of respect for you. Like I'm campaigning to be a pastor of a certain church. Don't know about anybody else. That makes me want to vomit. God sends pastors, not somebody that uh, certain people want. We ought to be praying for Landmark Baptist Church. We ought to be praying for Ammon Road Baptist Church. We ought to be praying for every sound church that we believe is sound. Not going into detail, A lot of what we think are sound churches are not. If you want to privately discuss that subject with me, I'll do that, but not from the pulpit. God is still the one that gives the increase, but only when we do our part. If you didn't plant beans... You didn't harvest no beans. If you don't pray, you can't expect God to answer a prayer you haven't prayed. God tells us in Ephesians four sixteen, which we just read, uh, you know, in our uh, last verse of our text. From whom the whole body, body fiddly joined together and compact by that which every joint supplied. Your body. This morning I, I feel good, all except my back. But my back is part of my body, so my back affects the body. Every part of my body individually affects how I feel. And when God has added you to the body and you don't see the need, then it affects the body. This year will offer a great many opportunities for building up the church. From this day to this time next year, if the rapture hasn't taken place, you ought to see a difference in Ann Monroe Baptist Church. If everybody is praying, if everybody is taking an opportunity when God opens the door to walk through that door, and at least invite the to church. The day in which we live in, October the first two thousand twenty three it's a rarity for somebody that's never been contact to visit this church and one of the things that it the Lord keeps me here that we're going to do and we'll need volunteers to do it but you remember Sister Linda Fowler. She sent cards. Got a newspaper and everybody that was submitted to the hospital, everybody that left the hospital, she sent them a card. I got a lot of visits. That opened a lot of doors. And I still expect the fruit to be produced off of those doors. Maybe after I'm gone. God works in his time, not mine yours. So the first thing, if we want our church to grow, if we want our family to be tighter, in the church, the first key to building the church is desire. You know, and I've had people, well, I, I like the small congregation, you know, it feels tighter. What medication are you on? God added thousands and thousands of church during Pentecost and after. See, we get satisfied. So, That's why Paul was so great a church builder. He was willing to sacrifice everything to do it. What are we as Baptists in 2023? What are we willing to sacrifice to see God's church grow? Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Look at verse... 7, when we look at the word of God, and we see here in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ, yea doubtless, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. If you witness the way they witness in the period of Jesus and I know I've heard all the It's dangerous to knock on a door. It's dangerous to do this. It's dangerous to walk in Walmart. I mean, when you go to, to the mall, it's dangerous. But we go because we have a desire to go. We go to concerts. It's dangerous. You got certain people singing, half the crowd will be doped up. But we want to see, you know, the Jonas Brothers was at Rupp Arena. You know who Jonas Brothers are? As far as I'm concerned, they have no ability to sing. But, you know, there's people that love them. I mean, if you have... 13,000, 14,000 people pay whatever to see him. And I'm not, I just use that as an example because somebody called me and told me that, did you know the Jonas Brothers was at Ruff Arena? I said, really? Who did, Who are the Jonas Brothers? Because I already knew who, who they are. I mean, they want to spread that why don't we spread you know God is going to meet with Ammon Road Sunday morning have you ever felt the presence of God that's why that we need to realize that we're going to grow we need to do it the way God said Verse 9, it said, and be found in him not having my own righteousness. My Bible underlined the word own, O-W-N. I don't want my righteousness. I want his righteousness. You know why I don't want my righteousness? It varies from day to day. You know, and I've talked to church members. I've talked to other people, Oh. My Christian life is the only thing that's just steady. If your Christian life is steady and you never have no bumps, I've checked the spiritual oil in my life because if you stand for God, you're going to rub somebody wrong. God said in verse 10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto death if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead not as though I had already attained. Stop. I'm saved. What else do I need, Brother Steve? And that's those people that believe they have attained thinks that there will be no judgment seat of Christ. But there will be. Why do you have a judgment? That's why they have judges at a beauty queen. All the ladies will be beautiful or pretty or whatever, but they have judges to pick out the one. Christ is going to choose from the multitude. And that beauty is our beauty in Christ. How much, how long do we put Christ first? Just Sunday morning? Wednesday night? Or do we wake up with thanksgiving in our heart and say, Thank you, God, for bringing me through tonight? Because it's not the vitamins you're taking or the pain medicine you're taking. And I take all of that. But it's God. Amen. What is your heart's desire? Have you ever wrote down for a piece of paper, say, I'm I'm the type of person that if I don't write it down, I forget it. So we see here, you know, what it's a building up. What is our desire? We would endure anything for accomplishing our desires. But what is your heart's desire? Job security, healthy family, life without hardship. Well, you're not going to have life without hardship. Mark that one off. Healthy family, you know, whether it's my family, your family. Anybody in my family, your family is drinking, using drugs, taking the Lord's name in vain, cheating. They're going to have problems. But we need to build up the church. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14, God said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In verse 15, notice. Philippians chapter 3, verse 15, Let us therefore as many as be perfect. I said, well, none of us. The word perfect here means mature. I'm already perfect in Christ, and that's all that counts. He sees no sin in me when I'm talking about my spiritual life because Jesus paid my sin debt. But we ought to realize and that's what he's saying, Let us therefore as many as, as be perfect, be thus minded, and if any, if anything, yet be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. And I believe that's referring to the judgment. When we stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to see, that our life wasn't as good as we thought it was. And that ought to bother you. It ought to bother everybody. Because that judgment may come today. But, you know. It is an indispensable to the Christian some things that are indispensable. Yeah. Uh, we uh, got to have a desire, and God talks about that in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. He says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You're talking about lucky. If you're lost and you're still breathing, you're lost and you haven't got cancer or you don't have a heart attack, Or I mean, God has been merciful to you. But this promise that we're talking about here in Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you have faith, I didn't check anything on my car this, this morning. I had faith that when I put the key in and turned, it was on start. It was due all over the windshield. When I hit the windshield wiper, I had faith it was going to work. That's mechanical. And I don't care whether you got a new car, or old car, expensive car, or cheap car, you got a car is going to cause you problems. The happy part about it, you don't know what is going to happen. But it's going to happen. That's why that the Lord said, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Why do you pray to God? Because I believe he can answer any prayer that I pray if he so desires. And if he doesn't answer my prayer, because it was for my good. See, God has blessed some of us by not blessing us. That's a double talk. No, that's his Bible. Because if God gave us most the things we desire, we would destroy ourselves. Because we can't handle prosperity. Why? You got a son or daughter that's 20, 21, 22, 23, that think they're invincible. I did. We must have faith in God. He will give the entries. He will give the entries. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. When we look at 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Now notice. 1 Corinthians. The third chapter, verse 6 and 7. What does God tell us in that portion of Scripture? When we look at verse 3, or I mean chapter 3, verse 6, God says, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the entrance. At least every month, I get how to double your attendance if you follow this program. And if we advertise that we're going to have some singing group, this building would not hold them. I don't know how how much it costs. probably, Probably got better judgment on that than I have, but that little church coming from where I live, the white one sitting on the side, I mean, about every month, at least every two months, when I pass there, there's a big greyhound bus there. And they got these singers' groups. And when I go back, they're still there. So they found how they can get people there. You entertain them. But God said, in verse 7, he says, So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the entries. When I feel like I'm a failure, God always brings Philippians 3, 7 to my mind. It's not my job to give the entries. My job is just to plant the seed, Sister Henrietta, to tell somebody about Jesus, and then pray that God will cause that seed to flourish. But then comes our responsibility. Some of you, I know, Sister Henrietta, will and. Uh, Sister Linda, we used to have a, a member, his name was Gene Watson. He put out a garden, and, you know, the only problem was when the garden was mature, you didn't know what the garden was and where the weeds were, So he just planted out. And he'd go through, you know, and get some fruit, you know. But he wouldn't have gotten no pr- fruit if he hadn't planted seed, but weeds must apply whether you sow weed seed or not. I don't know whether you even buy weed seed <laughs> but but I tell you, you know I sow you know I'm over there in in the poor country where there's clay and rock, and you hope you find some ground between some of them but so I every year i sow, sow the grass seed out, you know. One of these years, I'm going to have some grass instead of weeds. My job is just to sow the grass. God's job is to make that seed flourish. Same principle. Same principle. He said, well, Pastor, I, I would really love to go out and knock on doors and do those type of things, but nobody seems to listen. Yeah, what's the do with you? What's the do with you? God tells us in Romans chapter ten. Romans chapter ten. Here in this chapter and verse 17, Romans 10:17, "So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Nobody can be saved apart from the word of God. Faith will cause you to dream, plan, to visualize growth. What do you visualize the church doing for the rest of this year? We're in the last quarter. October, November, and December. Well, Pastor, you ain't have a too big a vision, you know, winter's coming on. Yeah. We gotta go up against Halloween and x and you know all of that worldly stuff. When God saved me, He set me free from all that stuff, man. <laughs> it don't bother me at all. The only, only thing that bothers me is you you know, you gotta fight through the crowd to buy you groceries or clothes. It don't bother me. You know. And it don't bother me if you put up a tree. I don't. You mean did you used to? Never did. Never did. that was hard on my wife because at her house Christmas was big you know Christmas tree and holly and flowers and snowflakes and you know so you how it didn't once a year down there we lost the building to the graveyard people that owned it and they'd have a service. You know, so we preached at Brother Tox's house and he fixed me a place right beside that big old ten foot, eight foot, whatever tree it was with the lights going on and off. When people passed by they probably wonder is that a nightclub or bar or what is that? I mean, it's not gonna send you to hell. The only thing will send you to hell is to to deny Jesus Christ. But when you when you bring it into the church, you draw you cross the line. You cross the line when you bring it into the church. Prayer, the third key to building up the church, is prayer. Prayer is the most elected key we have and the most effective key we have. Prayer is a powerful force in the building up the church. It ties, it unites you with God. I'm closer to God when I pray more. When I pray most, the days I pray most, that's the day I'm closer to God. You know. Leadership, the fourth key is leadership. God saw the necessity for leadership. Jesus chose the 12 apostles. God said leaders in the church according to Ephesians 4.11. God gave instruction, duties, qualifications, and for leaders. And God didn't call nerve female to be a pastor or a preacher. But if you get on YouTube or any of those places and want to try to find some preaching, most of it will be females. But God never called a woman to pastor. Can you imagine how confused? This is a joke. How confused heaven is Here's this woman that had some type of operation. Now she's a man, and now that I'm a man, I'm qualified to pastor. You can have all the operations you want. You're born a female, you're going to die a female. But we're facing this. What would this church do if an active, homosexual became a visitor and then they say that God saved them? What are you going to do with that? Huh? See, we ought to be praying about that matter because all the sound churches is going to experience that and I think it will be within the next year. And then the fifth key is work. All the faith in the world is useless without work. Have you ever talked to somebody, maybe in your family, maybe your neighbor, maybe somebody you know? Um, I need a job. Well, how many applications you put in? Well, none. And I like this story. I've told it probably two or three times. When Mark Fugit was living, and he was a member here, he needed a job. So he went to this place, and they said they weren't hiring. And I asked Mark, did you get an application? Well, they said they weren't hiring. It had nothing to do with it. If God wants you to have that job, He'll have the job. You know what happened? He filled out the application. They fired a man, and who got the job? Brother Mark. God said, "Without faith, it's impossible to please Him." It's not just faith, faith, faith anywhere. Then as we close, is corporation. The sixth key is corporation. Going back to our original text in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16, every joint supplies proper working of each individual. See, we're all parts, and all of us together make the body. When one part is rebellion, it affects the whole body. If you're a family of five and one, one of your children go, you know, bazooka or whatever word you might want to use, it bothers the whole family. The church is no different. Church is no difference. So these points, i should teach them over and over and over, and we get new ones as we go. But the last scripture I'll just quote it to you: You know, let uh, when we look at 1 Corinthians 9:27, is let this mind be in you, keep a sound mind. Keep your mind on Christ. He ought to be the last one you talk to and the first one you talk to. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege that we have to be here.